because I took the skin off. It just ate the meat. And the meat already has enough spice in itself. And the meat is actually pretty juicy and good. The skin is the best but, part of the wings, though. No, no, like they're chicken tenders. With this kind oh, of they're spice. tenders? You took the skin yeah. off some tenders? Yeah, I just ate the white meat because, man, when I tell you that skin is so hot, it's like you, you start sweating like prof- profusely. You're like, oh, shit. That's literally how you probably, that's the, that's literally what you'll be like. You will literally be trying to get cold yeah. air to your lips, to your tongue, just so you can. That's what I'm saying. That doesn't sound like a pleasant experience to me. That doesn't seem like something I want to ingest. I never understood why people just be torturing their bodies like that. <laughs> I never understood it until I met my white coworkers who showed me the chicken. They're like, I remember one day at work in the office last year and they were just eating it. And I was like, man, what's wrong with y'all? Like, they're like, it's a good chicken right here, bro. You want to try some? And I was like, you know what? Yeah, I'll give it a piece. Sure. I like spicy food. I tried it. And I realized, oh, this is a chemical burn spicy food. That's what so that my, makes your tongue numb after you eat a lot of it? No. My one coworker, she has a weak stomach, so I had her try. She's like, yeah, I can try spicy food. I'm like, are you sure? Like, yeah. So she took a big piece of mostly skin and ate it. Yeah, she left early that day to get some milk. <laughs> oh. I don't know, man. It's crazy. Oh, yeah, but did you stop recording? Are you ready to start, start all over? We were recording that whole story you just told. Oh, you were? <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway, let's... <laughs> Hold on. I think we oh, should do an man. introduction. That is what we forgot to do the last time. Um, so if you're hearing this is about to get lit, you already know what it is. It is the Victory Click podcast. Uh, it's me, the Prince Rhodes, here with Tony Tone Tone Man. Wagwan. Uh, that's my thing. Y'all can't all be Jack and Jamaican slang now. I got to drop the song. Hey, welcome to the Victory Click. I'm not playing no more of that. I'm sick of hearing that. I have been in, in and out the studio for the past two weeks. I've been on all kinds of uh, performances and stuff. Just, I've been on a lot. I'm very active. My yeah. single drops on... Thursday on all platforms. You know the vibes. You know the vibes. You know the vibes. It's I put miles on Friday. Uh, I put miles in the booth. <clears throat> oh, really? To record that song. Yeah, I had him do one of his little things, one of his impressions. We got to get him to do his some impressions impression. up here. That's why I was. That's why one day, you know, like in a future episode, we're gonna have Miles like start coming on here more often to drop some of you know some of his gems, give away some of his opinions, and make those sounds. Because Arthur Miles is a very talented, uh, I'll say, voice actor. Yeah. Anyways, I, he doesn't want to claim it, but he can voice act. You know, I think he's really good at like imitating sounds, which I think is a really good skill yeah. that some people can pick up and some people can't. And you know what? That's probably a much better way of describing that because uh, he told me the other day he's not good at like developing his own voice. He was like, yeah, how would I find a voice like that? But he can hear a noise and create it with his body. Yeah, that's actually really, that's actually a really, way, really good way to describe it. Actually... I'll give you guys a prime example. You know, you know, Jamie Foxx is, you know, he, he deserves all the recognition he gets, but a lot of my generation, sorry, our generation, I will say, hasn't seen Jamie Foxx in his prime in terms of, 
him singing, acting, of course, like his his acting, his impressions, his comedy, yeah. and I would say one I think is his ability to be a good impressionist. Because the amount of times I see him like imitate other actors, imitate certain sounds, it's almost I don't say it's second to none, but. I've, there's very few actors that I've seen able to like do all that. Like I say, a combination of acting and imitate sounds. You know, it would be a really well cool idea for the Victory Click if we all kind of just made up one super celebrity, where it's like one of us acts, one of us does this, one of us models, one of us does music, one of us does some something else. You know? Yes, yeah, then work. I mean, that's actually kind of like what the ASAP Mob did. Well, I, I feel like they were more just like the group. There's always rap groups that have producers and writers and rappers in there. But I mean, like uh, everybody else would kind of be the master of their own craft. You've probably never seen One Piece, but uh, when Luffy is getting his pirate crew together, he yeah. knows he, he's going to have like nine positions. Like, yeah, nine people. You know, he needs a first mate, a navigator, a chef, a doctor, uh and you know a few other positions and it's like instead of you know it being mostly swords people and mostly gun people right yeah. uh we would all you know take up one specific position like that like one person's the doctor and one person's the whatever and one person's the this and the other person's the that <clears throat> it's not a bad idea considering that everyone will have their own identity versus and all niche this. and yeah, i feel like I we know. all have our own niche anyways Oh, yeah. Because, you know, like you said, a prime example, you know, out of everyone in the group, Miles is, Miles is the best to be able to, like, just listen to a sound and be able to imitate it. I mean, just his dog sounds alone, like his barking is actually pretty good. Yeah. I'm a dog, I'm a he, baby. I will never have to pay for a sample uh, <laughs> so long as I got Miles around. I'm never. like, I get in there and do some, some barking noise. Never, never. All right, now do a baby crying. (laughs) (laughs) Why is there always a baby crying somewhere in a really dope song? You ever notice that? Like some of the best songs always have some random baby noises in it. And it's like, whose child did you get to report this? I mean, now we get artists nowadays making the baby sounds. At least the first conversation is the baby sound niche in the rap game I, I i don't think that's like a big thing i think there's only like two people maybe three people doing that and they're all jack and cardi <laughs> well, and one of them well, is cardi <laughs> there's also what's that five six four five ar and that's what i'm saying that's right up <laughs> cardi's alley though and then the only other person that's doing that is maybe mario judo which as you know the audience i would like to hear your opinion you know as far as if someone it just stole your whole entire niche and sound, did it better than you for one moment, and then you try and one up them and you fail. On your your project, the one that everybody has been anticipating. And the thing is, I've only seen one article or like video about that. Uh, nobody's talking about the fact that this man really just <laughs> slapped the culture around for a little bit. <laughs> Mario Judah. Uh, and I'm I mean, that's really how the. What'd you say? No, I, no, like I would say, I'm not a fan of his music, but I must say, his marketing strategy of just doing some shit just to piss people off. 
It's not well, like six nine where you just. I don't even think it was up. a strategy. I, I mean, I really do feel like he sincerely was just <laughs> a fan waiting for it, and he probably makes music, probably produces out of his you know mom's basement too or whatever. And I feel like he was just like you know if he's not going to drop it, he probably was sitting on all those songs. He's probably a fanboy that probably had his own Cardi tracks in the cut. I mean that he did have that one. That's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to build a cult following. Oh, I mean, man. I don't know if yeah. you ever scroll through YouTube and just listen to them type beats, but there are some people that literally make beats like just for Drake or just for Kendrick and like their yep. whole fan base is just like, can't wait to hear Kendrick get on this. And that's the only kind of beat that they make. <laughs> yeah, mean, no, I, yes, I've explored some strategy, type beats. Yeah. You know, I've explored some type beats with a few friends, which to the audience that they don't know about it, um, a lot of a lot of like your local producers will post their beats on um, on YouTube and they'll say this is a, a specific artist type beat for the for like people to able to understand what kind of sound they're going for. Like for example, someone can put uh, can like create a beat that sounds like it's something that Travis Scott or Gunna would hop on and say that this is yeah. a Travis Scott a Gunna type beat. And, and that's usually mostly used for marketing, though. Uh, it's not to like box those types of people into those things and a lot of people you know uh for lack of a better term shit on tight beats but the thing (laughs) is you know we had there was a year where tight beats was just back to back to back the number one song 2016 because ooh was bought off the internet uh and uh what's that panda panda was a tight beat and for the most had, part, just about every beat. Uh, what's that song by Little Nas X? That's a tight beat. He oh, got some traction. Tri- no, uh, his number one song. Oh yeah, um, Old Town Road. Book? Yeah, Old Town Road. And you yeah. double check me on that, but if I'm not mistaken, he was just somebody who was just playing around, fiddling on the internet, got enough followers, and dropped the song as a joke. He just found the beat online, paid for it, dropped it. I mean, yeah, and it gained traction real quick. Let me see. Oh. You see, Old Town Road was produced by, uh, give me one second, audience. I'm looking it up right now. Yeah, by some, we got to have a cool name for them. You see, Young Keo, Trent Reznor, Atticus Ross, some random people. Like I said, they're not a big artist. Yeah. And, and I will say, it does show, like, it does show that there are many, many talented artists out there, whether you're a B producer, or just a simple mission minutes, or even you a rapper. Just gotta know. I, I was telling my coworker this the other day. She wanted to start an ATM business, and I'm like, that is a great idea for a business. You just gotta know who you're selling to. Yeah. Uh, because if you're selling to the right people, they basically need you. If you're selling to the wrong people, they're trying to figure out why you even exist. And that's really the tough. Uh, part of business is people legitimately don't care if you don't make them care. Uh, And, you know, that could be your livelihood. But if you don't give them a reason to care, they're not going to. I mean, they're not like people. I mean, they are. That's not what I'm trying to say. Your, (laughs) uh, Your craft isn't like people. Even if something you have is really good, it's like you might know some really good people in your in your actual life, right? They could be really good people, but they might not know a lot of people. Uh, and, you know, some people it's, might, huh? 
I was saying it's like like that sounds similar to how you know people tend to think that uh, football players. Like example, let's just take for example. Let's say sports, right? You know, people yeah. tend to think that uh, football players are the only people on earth that can do this. It's like, no, there are plenty of people that didn't make it professional or didn't have access to certain resources that are just as talented or can do whatever they do. Exactly. Just that they're not been exposed yet. It's a lot of times. And especially about- depending on where you come from. I, I have always kind of had this debate in my head. I've seen a lot of local acts go to other places to try to get big. I've seen a lot of people go to New York. I've seen a lot of people go to California. California is like the new Sodom and Gomorrah. I, I don't, I don't foresee <laughs> myself going there. Yeah. And no offense to anybody that live in California. Like I said, I actually want to visit the state, but there's a lot of crazies that is going on in California right now. And I mean, that's the thing. California is one of those states where it's really nice to visit. I don't know if I would live there. The taxes are astronomical. Uh, you would have to be a millionaire to be average. Over there, I, and a million, a million dollars is a lot of money. I, you know, we we hear the millions of dollars every single day so much that we get desensitized. So it's like, oh yeah, one million dollars. I need more than that. But a million dollars yeah. is a lot of money. Like, yeah. Let alone trying to get to hundred thousand dollars, so you know your average consumer is a decent amount. Multiply that by ten, you you'll feel really good. <laughs> yeah. But just having that alone and saying that that's going to buy me a certain kind of house. Or like you know, a certain kind of property, uh, where it's like for a million dollars, I can get maybe twenty times more in other places. I, it's hard to it's hard to see that, but that tends to show you that it's really all about, like you said, location and proxi- proximity to things. Yeah, I mean, you know, proximity to things again, exposure again, know about who you know, and also knowing what you're trying to do. Yeah, they say strategy is the tent. It is not like a thing you do one time. You have to have a strategy to house everything under. And I'm just thinking again, you know, back to Mario Judah. I'm just thinking, how did he know? It doesn't matter how did he know, but I don't know if he knew the stuff he was doing was going to blow up, or he was just doing it just for fun. That's the thing they never know. Just like little Oz, little Oz, little Oz. There should be somebody called Little Oz. <laughs> Little Oz. Little Ozzy Oz. That might be my alter ego. Little Ozzy Oz. I mean, a future can be Jimi Hendrix. Why can't I be Ozzy Osbourne? Ozzy Osbourne. Write that down, bro. I write that down. Wait, I got to look that up. There's probably somebody named Little Oz. If there isn't. I doubt it. If they will, listen, if you make it big and they complain about it, just sue them. Yeah, I guess that is how Americans, that's how all Americans solve their problems. And I'm not going to say all Americans, you know, the specific type of American of American. Yeah. Oh, speaking of that type of American, Donald Trump is banned or is limited on Google. Do you know what kind of person you got to be for Google who literally says we don't (laughs) just say, yeah, no, we're not (laughs) supporting you anymore either. In fact, this, I'm going to see if I can find this article, but I've been reading so many articles today that was talking about how many corporations and many companies are, are legit saying, if you are tied to Trump and you pass any type of way, we will not support you and we will legit chastise you and make sure that your life is difficult. <laughs> no, no, I mean, I, 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 I can't. 
I can't exaggerate. Let me tell you what Forbes. I said. mean, and I hate to laugh at that because I I don't uh, wish harm on anyone, and I don't wish any ill will towards anyone. But at some point, people just need a reality check. Like uh, that guy posed for a photo. What? Why would you pose <laughs> in the middle of your robbery? You ever seen an episode of the Boondocks where the guy was talking about, uh, you know, you can't criticize the robbery during the actual robbery. And he was explaining all the rules of stuff to do. I'm pretty sure rule number one is never stop and pose for a photo with the stolen goods in I your mean, hand. Just, and this is the monster that this country has created. Because if a whole population of people can become I'm so definitely convinced. using that as the, the, uh, as the the cover for not only this podcast but for that single because that just in and of itself says like a thousand different things but please continue the fact that they think that they have the power and the audacity to legit storm a capital is because they feel like they own everything because they feel like they're the ones in charge literally it's a matter it, like literally they said we're gonna go into the most secure building in the nation because we because we have the right, so we have the right, even though the cops, the federal government, the law says you cannot enter that building without a badge. But they still or, did you it. You know, and clearance and permission. During, during where almost 100 of the most powerful people in this country are legit having a debate about some bullshit nonsense. Well, it's not into. even just that. It's the fact that <laughs> they were trying to the election is over. They were certifying the votes. They, you know, Congress has this long, lengthy process of, you know, oh, yes, and if this side agrees, says nay. That's the only reason they're still doing this is because that process is long, but the election is over. And I guess they thought they could go in there and hijack Congress. And Hi, hijack Congress and say, hey, we killed them or hey, we stopped them. Like, no, it's still. And then what happens official. from there? What happens after that? Civil War uh, two. So, so no, no. I think we were. I think it'll be a bloodbath because I don't think it'll be a civil war at all. Well, actually, no. It might be because Trump. Some, some of the some of the supporters were the cops, and some of them were national guards. So who knows? America and that's this so. really interesting video about like the actual, uh, like the actual strategies and stuff that would be involved if America were to break out into a civil war, and it would likely be factions of large. Uh, cities versus rural areas and they say the number one thing that would happen is the police would act like uh, built in uh, soldiers basically for the other side it would be like if the sheriffs versus the county police or something like that no I mean because most of the police do side with the rural republican you know uh, type of ideology that would be like if the Decepticons had um, if the Decepticons had forces in every major city on Cybertron, you know. Yeah, that's, uh, yeah. if that makes any sense, yeah, I, <laughs> it means that to the literally not only uh, huh? transform watches. I say to the transform watches, it'll make sense. I, I mean, I'm just saying it would be like if enemy forces already had a stronghold in your uh, camp. If you're playing chess, it would be like if you had, let's say if your knight and your rook were the opposite color. Right. You know, it is, it is scary to think about that, but there are, but also on the same side, there's also plenty of other cops that 
also plenty of people in the military that do support that don't support this nonsense. Which is like weird. Just, this would just be it would just be pure chaos at that point. <laughs> it would literally be it, it would just be a straight up massacre. It would be like the purge. Actually, that's exactly is, what it will be like because there are yeah. people we've seen all there'll be all kinds of like a, a militias. It would be America would literally be divided. Now we're not conspiracy. Theorists. It would just be no. I'm just saying that's if I were to ever imagine what pure unbridled chaos will look like. It would just be every man for themselves. And I remember used to having these conversations in like middle school with like my friends. Yeah, if the zombie apocalypse broke out, where would you go? Or what if uh, you know some dictatorship tried to take over America and we had to uh, have a bug out thing and we had to be rebel forces? You know. Boy. <laughs> Boy, I'm going to another country. I, I, I'm just saying, I'm not, I'm not sticking around for this. At that point, the world would descend into chaos because yeah. the United States is the largest economy on the planet. Yep. And, and if America goes under, who knows? But we also it, have but, the largest military, the largest uh, nuclear arsenal. arsenal. It would just be pure chaos. <laughs> and other countries would start to uh, invest in the interests that, you know, uh, <laughs> align with theirs so uh basically if there were countries that would benefit from uh say the proud boys taking over they would we wouldn't have a federal government to stop that there'd be also some other countries that would like benefit from the minorities again from other factions it would just be pure chaos it would be everybody (laughs) you ever been in a cafeteria when a food fight happened it'd be one person i've been in quite a few green beans or something stupid like that. Yeah. I've been, and then everybody just donuts. starts throwing food. That's what it's like. I have been hit with a donut once. It was actually kind of funny because that joint came out of nowhere, but still, I've seen, yeah, it, 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 it'll just be carnage. It'll be carnage. That's also off. something that's just straight out of middle school. When's the last time you had a good lunch? Uh, what do you call it? Lunch fight? Lunch food fight. Food fight? <laughs> Never. <laughs> what did I say? He said lunch, lunch fight. fight. I was like, I was like, you mean food <laughs> fight, boy? What? And I have not listen. I have not seen a food fight since. I don't know if we have one in high school, and I think we got too mature for that bullshit because it is stupid. It is one of the stupidest things ever. But hey, to each his own. That's all I'm saying. The four. Listen, what I was saying earlier regarding the companies now hating Trump supporters is that. The Forbes editor says that companies that hire Trump press secretaries, the magazine will assume everything they say is a lie and therefore redact everything that you have said in the past. You know, this is like he's just going to drag this out. He is. He doesn't want to go to jail. And I don't know how that's that's what I've been saying. That's what I've been saying, too. He's scared. Listen, people, Trump is terrified. That's why he's doing all this stuff, because he simply doesn't want to go to jail because he will. Which is why he's stopping at no ends to have to do it. And I'm trying to figure out if he thinks jail is worse than no country. Because the thing is, he's still white and rich. He could. I mean, then again, he has committed some of the highest treason. (laughs) <laughs> no, you, no. I mean, dude, he is literally, he is, even most white people, even Republicans now are saying that he is legit uh, a, an enemy of, of the state, which means if he were to get impeached and removed, he loses those uh, benefits, he he will literally probably turn against his entire country, whether or not if he 
riles up his Trumpies or he goes to another country, gives them secrets. Which he's a flight risk, about, is he not? He, Where is he? he? Is. is he still in the White House? Yes. How he is, is that? I, that's I can't Better imagine yet. what that looks like. Like imagine being in the room where they're storming the Capitol building and stuff. They probably had to rush him to some underground bunker. Uh, Dude, <laughs> and I can't had- imagine Secret Service being like, "Sir, they're out here because you won't call them off." Dude, and it's like, well, no, I'm not going to call them off. It's like, like, dude, <laughs> it's, dude, it's a matter of just pride and keeping face. He's a sociopsychopath. There's something wrong with him. People, listen to the way how he talks. His sentences, he has a strategy where he uses he has big a, words. He hasn't completed a sentence his whole, his entire uh, presidency. It's always way, just been a nonsense string of words. And that's why speaking. China... And everybody here, by the way, and we have some good roads, by the way. These roads are not Chinese roads. These were built by Americans, and these Americans have jobs. Jobs is what I'm going to bring to the to the. Like, what are you talking about? He's talking about. He'd just be waiting for the next buzzword, and then be like, "Yep, I can deal with that." The way he talks is. You know, he'll complete three quarters of a sentence, not finish it. Use a buzzword that'll grab your attention, like, you know, China, economy, Obama, when Obama yeah. had nothing to do with anything that he's doing right now. <laughs> right Obama now. has made sure to keep his hands out of absolutely <laughs> anything that this administration has even looked at for too long. Obama has been as quiet as a mouse. And I'm so happy that he did. Now, we are no, no Obama, we are not Obama stands. Everyone that is wondering, you know, like we have, we have had our criticisms about him, but again, he is a reason why this economy has been booming. Yeah. Well, if anything, I think Obama in terms of the, the head of state in terms of acting like the president, uh, cause you gotta remember the president actually has, I want to say like seven official roles or something like that. One of them being chief yeah. of military, one or not chief of military, the commander in chief, which well, yeah, it's chief of the military, uh, chief executive, chief. which you know is head of the executive branch, the head of state, uh, which acts on behalf of the United States in foreign affairs. Uh, what was the other one? The head of state in terms of uh, I can't think of the actual terms, but one of them is the ceremonial role. And I keep saying head of state, but the other term is something else. It's like when he's the number one diplomat, the head diplomat, chief diplomat. Yeah. yeah. Whatever that is. That's yeah. when he appears for us on the behalf of the United States. Of other, other countries. countries. Yeah. And then and head he of state where... Huh? No, I was saying he has occupied majority of all those roles very, very well. And strengthening, you know, quite a few... Um, yeah. So relationships with other countries. You know, and in terms of maybe effort. like serving the interest, well, that's the thing. Who's interested? Was Is he supposed to serve? Uh, and I mean, I don't know what the majority of Americans want. I don't think the majority of Americans want or need the same things. So Yeah, they don't. What, so, that, so that's where, again, politicians got to choose a platform and a base. Yeah. Republicans chose a very, very, like I was saying, with re- Republicans right now have chosen white supremacy as their base. That's, yeah. that's basically how I could put it, you know? That's exactly what they've chosen. And, you know, and they chose that a long time ago, but now it's really come to light for people that were blind to it. 
And this is what happens when you built when you build a platform on hate. Yep. So now that you know, we see it rears head. Let that breathe for and a now we bit. get. And and now that they know that uh, the people that were siding with Trump can't make money off of this because you know they were okay with still serving because a they were making money and b you know they had a safe base. And now they see their base is so volatile and they can't save their own face, let alone go to another company because it's already too late. They had plenty of opportunities to denounce them, yeah. let alone not work for them. But they chose money over just decency, decency and character, which is... That's thing the thing, even whatever they say about character, I could see how if maybe 20, 30, maybe even 40 years of getting away with all that BS... Uh, you know, you probably don't think anything bad is going to happen, but come on. Like, you know, point, vibes, yeah. you know the vibes. I mean, the vibrations. It, it really annoyed me when people said, oh, I voted for Trump because he's authentic. I'm sick and tired of politicians. And I was like, okay, if y'all want authentic, you're even an authentic person to be in office. Watch what happens in the next three years. You're, people say, you, we, he, needs to be, he needs to be presidential. I'm like, look, y'all say you want to be authentic. This is who he is. We don't I, need- I mean, beyond authenticity, I mean, sure, but there's a reason why political correctness exists. It's yes. because, and, and it'd be the majority <laughs> of the same people who claim uh, that they don't care about it or, you know, people Amen. are being too sensitive. That Thank will be the first people to get their feelings hurt if they say something that isn't politically correct. Thank you. Oh my gosh. I, I, like again, literally, the the notion of them saying, you know, hey, you know, he's authentic, he's being himself. I'm sick of tired uh, politicians being fake face. I'm like, look, do you want a leader in charge that's going to be themselves and literally piss off? Populations of people who cause wars. What do you want, president? That yeah, he's probably racist, but at least he's that is on paper. Point where how you would describe a bad president because he's not supposed to represent himself and his own interest. He's supposed to represent the United States. Thank you. Even if he's just pretending, that's the job. That's that's literally where I'm going. It's like you see, Donald is a selfish psychopath, but as a president. We don't care if you're a psychopath. Are you representing the interests of the people of your country and your country? Yes? Okay. Do what you got to do. I mean, for example, Woodrow Wilson, racist bastard. Can't stand him or what or his character represented throughout his presidency. But he did help us through World War I. Which of well, course hold on. Can we just pause for a second? Sure. I don't think... I don't really like any president. And... Why do American? Why do Americans worship presidents? Ah, I'm glad you asked. I I'm thought we were the that. anti let's, that. Let's because, go back to it. You know, we were founded on the idea of no kings and stuff like that. So why do people just go back to worshiping them? And I feel like that. Uh, where were you about to take this? Because I have my own kind of theory on that. No, I I have a theory too. I'm glad you said that. Now, this is going to be a basic one. For the, for the people listening, but nationalism, for example, in school, why the fuck? I'm sorry, excuse me. Why the heck? You can say that. Pledging, well, we don't. Why we don't the, have okay, to censor okay, ourselves. Okay, okay. Why the fuck do we say a pledge of allegiance? 
when we were five years old. The Pledge of Allegiance is actually was meant for the Confederates the to pledge their allegiance back to the United States. That Why it's taught no in the be. South? Why it's... <laughs> I, I, I don't know. And maybe it is just brainwashing also. That's where I was going with that, is brainwashing. And you think America is great, you know, it's a notion that says we are number one so much that we have no flaws. Therefore, the, and this really leads to this. America is okay with rebellion, violence, and gun violence when it comes to, when it comes from white people. Or when it comes, yeah, when it comes from the white population. Because again, like, like what we said, rich people. And not even just that, all crime. Literally all crime. The crime is so racist that, and this is not a new thing, that somebody who is, you know, a lighter skin is probably going to serve lesser sentences for the same crime. No, it's deeper than that, yeah. Or even just get treated, whereas black people are looked at like drug addicts. And thrown in jail. I mean, again, let's think about it. We watched... Uh, entire population of people commit treason and acts of war. Acts of war. And the, let alone the defense mechanism, the police, the military did little to stop them. I'm sorry, did not do as much as they could to stop them. Where you we mean saw, they let them in willingly? Uh, yes, you mean they yes, were also the people... On the other side, they were also illegally storming as well. Yes. But on the flip side, we see a, a protest about a certain population lives matter. I'm saying Black Lives Matter, just having a protest in front of a building, not harming anything. The president and the attorney general, who the president says that that's a personal lawyer when the attorney, when the attorney general is supposed to represent the, the interests of the people. Which is why, the what the hell is going on? Like, we are watching a literal henchman work. What is uh, he? Uh, He's literally his fixer. That's how they describe everybody who works around Trump as people who are just like handyman. This man moves like the mafia. That's because that's what some, he's trying to do. Some rinky-dink mafia. I better yet. Didn't he, he literally is like a Trump-branded uh, crime family. His crimes are all crappy white collar crimes. I'll give you a prime example. In 1923, there was a failed coup d'etat by the Nazi party led by Adolf Hitler in 1923. 15 years later, or 16 years later, what happens? World War II. Yeah. World War II. So I'm just saying, right now, we saw an attempted coup d'etat led by one man's strong personal occult following of his beliefs and his lies. We're going to see what happens in the next 10 years. I'm going to just leave it at that. I'm not calling well, anything to jump out these in people's heads, but I'm just saying. But here's the thing. Where, these groups where, get really divided because with the internet... I don't, it is going to be a really interesting next few years because I feel like Trump has kind of been the umbrella for all of this. And when the umbrella bursts, it's going to, like I just said, it's going to be all 
it's going to be a whole bunch of different tribes of people that don't necessarily believe the, the same thing. Uh, and the thing is, it is a joke for people to be like proud boys are Trump stands, but the proud boys are not an organized group. Uh, they're really a movement and people just kind of take that movement and mean whatever they want there. I think the proud boys sector in Virginia, they're in some wooded area and they're planning for the, uh, the next, uh, civil war war slash apocalypse are all limit on, but that's what I was talking about earlier. They seem like they're more like doomsday preppers. Whereas some of them look like they're trying to be the person causing the doomsday, the persons, people. They're creating, America has made its own people paranoid of a war with the sheer violence in its culture that is literally self-destructive. We're seeing that now. And what you say about the internet and how divided it can make people starting to see of information we went from using the internet as a way of us to get valid information to now having distrust among information in the internet because anybody that might has access to literally write through an article and create some bullshit up as we literally see and when we talk about it, when people go into isolation and people start to think their own thoughts and start to find people that think a lot like them when their thoughts are probably batshit insane it can cause you to have such faith that your false information is so correct that anyone that disagrees with you is the enemy and you need to be exterminated. Yeah. Just look at QAnon. I mean, doesn't QAnon, I believe that the Democrats are some devil worshiping And that's one thing. That's the thing too. They're so spread out because they're just a bunch of internet people. QAnon is really more of an internet movement than it. We have just taken this. This is going to be a tinfoil hat episode. Uh, Cause we have just nah. taken this down some crazy rabbit hole, but QAnon oh. is a movement. They are not, they don't have strong ideologies. They don't have a mission statement. Uh, they're not an organization. The real going to be the next guy who comes along and finds a way to snatch all of these violent people and organize them. You mean like a next Adolf Hitler? Yes. Hey, I again, people, I'm not trying to say this is going to happen, but I, I just want us to really just be aware of the rising of these strong bullshit ideologic cults which gets back to the whole idea of what a cult is and a cult following which is kind of crazy to think about because donald trump literally only serves himself so him serving himself has literally caused all this can we just for again did we do another podcast on cults because yeah we yeah we 100 percent will yeah that'll come in the future because we're gonna yeah, we're going to talk about that because, I mean, literally we see it so many times where whenever a cult following happens, it causes people to become so radical that they willing to commit acts of violence for someone that completely disagrees with them. And well, not even disagrees this, with them, but the thing is, when you're a part, when you worship the ideology, um, you will do anything to uphold the ideology. Uh, not even... And disagreements, even if there was no opposition, you would still do it. 
uh, you would make up you would make up some yeah. opposition sometimes too. That makes exactly. Shut up. I mean, that's what a lot of people. That's what QAnon is doing. Literally, just making some shit up. It, yeah, it is. And it, 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 it's. <laughs> I think we should end this topic on that note, uh, and we can transition into something a little more lighthearted. Uh, entertainment wise, we could talk about some cult followings with like some musicians or some uh, that, yeah, franchise. I was say the first, yeah, I would say the first example is the uh, the Bay Hive. You know, you know, I'm as you know, I'm a Beyonce fan as the same person can be. You know, I like your music, you know, well, I like her later albums. It's, this is this is a very controversial hot take, but you like I the albums where albums. she had unlimited budget. Uh, you know, it was funny. Yeah, I'll say the production is much better on Beyonce Eliminate than any of her early work because of that. But also, I think it's because of the subject matter too, which I think does come from the production as well as she got older. So I guess needless to say... I, if, yeah, I, it's I a little bit of everything. But she yeah. also can afford any writer too. <laughs> Lemonade is a is a is probably a perfect album. That's because it much, was, and that's why... How much money do you think she has made off of Lemonade? That has to be well, a see. lot. Let me see how I'm much... I'm not going to try to count her. To make. Yeah. Let me see how much, uh, how much uh, Lemonade costs. Watch it be like 25 cents. Something they stupid. And I said, no, and I said, how much did Beyonce make for Lemonade? Nah, I can't, I can't see too much. But I know that she, like I said, she made a lot of money off of that album alone because of the, just the, just the film that they that she had with it and the production and the tours. Didn't she sell that album. to like HBO? Yeah, she sold oh, wow. it to HBO. Yeah, HBO had a full, a visual. What's we're looking for? It's like a visual. A visual album. There we go. It's a visual album. I want to do a visual album. I actually got offered a a, a thing where I could like make that, but yeah, I don't want to take yeah. that. Yeah, like I think that's funny. I think a lot of albums can be great a visual um, albums depending upon. And like, I've always imagined I'm way better at like storytelling in terms of like videos and stuff. Maybe mm-hmm. I might just I might come around and I might accept that. I don't yeah, know. Cause, yeah, because yeah, because here's two album examples. You know, um, Logic's uh. Was the incredible true story that could have been a visual album? In fact, they did oh, the yeah. plot to the entire album. And the next one is Good Kid, Mad City. I mean, with all yeah. the voice recordings at, at the end of each song. You know how beautiful I imagine. Uh, I imagine to pimp a butterfly like a really good TV show. Oh, my uh, filmed in black and white, and each episode is like some different, almost like a Twilight Zone. Thing uh, to describe what blacklist is like in America, like the like the, the video to these walls was nuts. But you, it's like a surreal explaining of sex is and how is viewed and used upon yeah. people. How it can be blasphemous. It is the point is, guys, is deep. He goes into deep, deep philosophical thoughts about sex and literally saying these walls can talk. They tell me to swim good. But you know who is killing this visual album thing right now? The weekend is putting out a song for each. I mean, putting out a video for each song on that last album. And each of them have perfectly kind of explored the themes uh, 
that he's trying to portray. And I just watched a video the other day that like kind of breaks everything down from after hours where he starts off alone again. He's just kind of like, how much to light up my star again or something like that. Uh, And he's just basically talking about like, oh, while I'm out of this relationship, I can just start being a terrible person, drug using, gambling, all this (laughs) stuff all over again. All over again. Like heartless. Yeah. And which is why Heartless, I guess, is the one he led with is because in that video, he's just doing drugs, gambling, all that over again. Uh, But then as you go through the album, he kind of starts off in that pit and kind of turns it back around. And in the visual album, he's just, or not, I guess not a visual album, but like he's, since each song is basically like a billboard hit, uh, it has the budget to have its own thing. And in each video, he kind of explores something kind of like different. Some of them are just weird and some of them are just, you know, there to look interesting, but some of them he does explore some deeper stuff. And I love the fact that for one of them, he was able to use the first uh, black anime studio in Japan. First black owned anime studio. Yeah, you know, Snow Trail been, video. Yeah, you know, I've been reading about that. Um, can you like tell us more about that if you know like more information? Because I've only seen just the title of some articles about like you know, a black own uh, like anime studio actually in Japan, not necessarily here in America. <laughs> Yeah, I got to look it up. I think it's called like D-Art or something, Studios. Oh, my Twitter is going brazy. Yeah, it's D-Art, S-H-T-A-G-I-O. I I don't know how to pronounce that. Dart Shitagio? Yeah. But yeah. Everybody, yeah, yeah, just like everybody, go ahead and look it up yourselves and see what you like, and see what you can find out if you're an anime fan because that is actually pretty I'll, cool to think about. I'll throw this up on my uh, my feeds, my stories, and stuff too uh, when I post this, so you guys will know what the hell we're talking about as well. Uh, <laughs> All right, good, good. You know, yeah, it was um, I'm just really, I'm just really waiting to see what 2021 has for us in terms of artists. Like a vision and albums, because I believe the first big album supposed to come out this year is Certified Lover Boy. You know, and that's the thing. Did you see the trailer for that? No, I didn't. That's one thing. Let me send that to you. Uh, I bet that be some. Oh, you know what? I'm about to watch it. I feel like you have. It's that thing where he basically just goes back through all of it. I mean, Jay Z did that before he did his best album covers Mm -hmm. and stuff, but. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I definitely did. He's got that. It's not that stupid, like that heart and same thing. He has to. What's up He's the only person. The I don't know. He's the only person that could probably get away with that because Drake is already known for being kind of corny sometimes, anyways. <laughs> but I better not see nobody else rocking that. And I kind of don't want him to rock it going into the summer if he still has that. <laughs> oh, man. They they say he recorded this album for three years, so he was obviously taking his sweet time. You know he you know so he, he let the throwaways come out with Dark Lane demos. Dark Lane. Some people say that uh, he's gonna retire at thirty five. He also has never taken a year off. That's actually kind of hard. I mean, being an artist that big and never taking a year off. 
like him, I'll be honest, ever since maybe 2012, him and Future have just been at it every Non-stop. single year. That's what I'm saying. But the thing is, is that people don't really look for Future to for, look to Future for as much depth as they would somebody like Drake. Same thing with like Young Thug. Young Thug can drop twice a year and you know, people would just kind of be like, oh yeah, that was cool. I'll save one or two songs and keep it pushing. But when you're kind of at that level of like Drake and really even future, you kind of have to have everything saved. Uh, you know, people are going to need you to buy every, or not people, people are going to want your fans to buy every song on your album. I guess people being your label. That's pressure That'd from the label. The, ex- the expectation. That's, that- that's a whole lot of. That's a oh whole no, lot I would love pressure. that. That's not really a ton of pressure because if you're on that level again, if you're like the weekend, where you have the budget to make every single song a video, I mean that's what Future did for his last album, isn't it? The one that wasn't high off life. You mean um, the Wizard? That wasn't his. That wasn't even his last album. The one where he was like that had crushed up, going dummy, unicorn perp. Let me go look it up real quick because he Unicorn Perp. I don't know why I waited so long to get on that. That was Young Thug and Gunna. That's all the oh my God. I think that was a a wizard. And I'm a monster. Yeah, that was definitely wizard. Yeah. 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 I'm pretty sure he made I don't think he did a video to every song, but he made a lot of videos to that. Man, this Oh, it says that dude's just been again been on a roll since in my opinion since 2015 is when he finally hit his stride when he released those three projects that in that one year, uh, yeah. senior year going to college. Firstly, it was hold on, let me see what came out. It was really like 2014, 2015, because by 2015 he had dropped the album. It was the three mixtapes: Beast Mode, Future, Beast and Mode. Monster. Yeah, uh, so yes, it was Beast No, Mode what did I say? Out. Beast Mode, Future, and Monster. Mode. Beast Mode, me, 56 Beast Nights, Mode. and Monster. Yeah, and then that same year, he had DS2 come out as well, which we all know what DS2 is like. And then the same year with that mixtape later that year, What a Time to Be Alive with Drake, which has some... And let's not forget about Purple Rain. Purple Rain, March Madness, March Madness. Evil. Well, March Madness was on Fifty Six Nights, but Evil. That was a good one. That one that had Wicked, 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 Wicked. That would be a great a song. Wicked is not a good song. I don't think it's a bad song. I just think <laughs> I can't give it that. That man sounds sleepy. That man sounded high me for that. Wicked. Time. I mean, I would love to be able to get something like that off. I feel like he can legitimately go in there and do whatever he wants. I mean, and make it some fire. I mean, have you heard the song "Ice on My Arm" by DJ Khaled and crew? No, the hook. I don't really listen to a lot of DJ Khaled, which is which is understandable. But he literally said, "You can hear my diamonds talking. You, 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 you can hear my diamonds talking. I gotta protect my arm." I gotta be, that's really how he, you know what hold on, you ever hold see on. that episode of Spongebob when uh, they were in that box and they were like uh, we're on Robot Pirate Island and it's like y'all and she hear all the like, sound effects and stuff and then you open hold the on. box and it's like beep 
<laughs> hold on. I'm gonna see. Hold on. I, That's what I feel I, like I, you were just doing, and then the engineer has to go in there and make all that stuff sound good. And he's doing all these effects and all this auto tune up there, and it sounds like Robot Pirate Island. <laughs> uh, let me see. Hold on. Let me know if you hear the song in the background. Don't play the song because we don't have the copyright. Uh, I wish I wish I could play it, but look, when you get a chance, listen to Ice Ice on my arms. And you'll hear what I'm talking about. That that man was literally just mumbling and speaking as if he woke up first thing in the morning. You can hear my dog was talking. You. I was like, oh, man. You, you, no, we already, like, listen, we let him like get away with la di da di da slob me knob You know, act like that was even his worst bars up to that point. <laughs> and the thing is, I love Future. I might even be a Future stan. But uh, let's run this way back. Uh, because dirty soda spitely white girl ice what does that that mean what no just the first two what do the first two lines mean dirty soda spikely maybe that's talking about that dirty sprite okay but what does spikely have to do with this white girl iced tea I just and maybe I'm dumb I'm gonna look up them lyrics listen I'm looking up the lyrics right now Listen, he said, "Dirty soda, spikely, white rice tea, fully loaded AP." <laughs> I just fucked your bitch. It's some Gucci flip flops. I just had it. Just no way. Let's say that as a sentence, right up to the hook. <laughs> Dirty soda, spikely, white girl iced tea, fully loaded AP. Yeah, I just, I just, I just fucked your bitch. It's some Gucci flip flops. I just had some bitches. I made them lip lock. I just took a piss I just, and I see the somehow. <laughs> Bitch, I'm going to choose a dirty over you. Now, now, audience, this is not actually saying these words. We're reading lyrics. This is not the way we talk. These are hey, if y'all not hip the future, get off my podcast. <laughs> I just, I just want to make sure that we're not, we're, listen, because this is bad. They don't like Oh, when he's you saying tell the it's truth. spiked. White girl iced tea, sir. Cocoa. I knew that. They always talk about white girls when they're talking about drugs. But when he said iced tea, I thought he meant actual tea. Don't try. But you know what? That's actually good. No, that's good imagery, though. Because we knew exactly what he meant. But, you know, you don't really usually pause to say it. But that actually has some good double entendre to it. I would give him props for that. I'll tell you what. Well, I'll tell you what. Make no mistake. In my opinion, Future has many, many great double entendres. They may be foul, like just, just horrendous, like not even horrendous. I'm gonna say, yeah, yeah, just foul, like foul double entendres and bars. But the dude has bars, you know. Like I say, he could definitely rhyme. Like I would have never thought to say, "Dirty soda, spikely, white iced tea." Describe it as drugged up. Spike. Yeah, that's yeah, kind of crazy. But you know, but that's what, that is a. That is a good way of putting that, though. And that's how he opens. And, you know, I, I didn't want to start, you know, shitting on him because he's obviously where he is for a reason. Uh, for a very good reason. But Marketing. Oh, well, yeah, marketing. But I was also yeah, just well, going to say being, that's, artists can be authentic, right? Brands can be authentic, but presidents cannot be authentic. Yeah, thank you. That get back to everything that we were saying earlier. Like, Example, if let's say that Ski Mask decided in 10 years he's going to run for president, we know the rapper Ski Mask 
I don't want ski masks. I, I like ski masks and music for what he is, but I don't it, want this man. No celebrity should be running for president. <laughs> Thank you. Unless you're famous for being a politician <laughs> or a government worker. If you're famous for being a governor, sure. If you're famous for being a congressman, right ahead. If you're famous for being on TikTok, no, you do not have to go. That's you're right. famous I, from a failed reality TV show. <laughs> no. No. Which is why I never understood why people thought that because he was a famous rich dude, he could run a country. Brandon. I'm like, do you know how many rich people I know that are that can't that are that are incompetent? Most because most don't have to do anything ever. Except be rich. Just be rich. That's it. These people don't but this need... Gets, like I said, this goes back to... I, I can mean, never they, get over that. They literally do not need... You know how some people say, I need to do this. They don't need anything. They have no needs at all. Which, I mean, just think about it. Why the heck do rich people hate paying taxes so much as far as us regular citizens don't mind? Well, we may not like it, but we're not going to hip and haul by not paying, about paying our taxes to the point where we're going to try our best to avoid paying the money by any, by any means necessary. I mean, they'll Wesley snipe your ass before 35. Oh, easily. I mean, like I said, it's only like rich folk that worry about getting tax cuts all the time and whatnot. Just think about it. In fact, if you I'm concerned... The vibes. You know the vibes. I mean, yeah, like, again, like, it doesn't make any sense to me. Just think about it, right? Shouldn't really people who make less money want to pay less taxes so they can have more money to live for us rich folk are rich because who have able to in abundance which is another future song an abundance of resources like they have enough to live by so being rich means that you have a surplus of your resources yeah yeah a surplus of resources that's really what it means which means that if you have a surplus of resources you should be okay to pay taxes that will help out other people which gets back to the whole point is that when you're rich, you don't need like government need. assistance or care for a government or need. You don't need anything. Going, you don't need yeah, like, police because your own private security is probably better at protecting your stuff. Uh, yeah. As well as your person. You don't need health care because your private doctors uh, can get you a lot better stuff done, you know? You don't need roads because, you know, most rich people travel by helicopter now. Uh, mm-hmm. So what do you care about if roads are good? That's why it's really all about just trying to do something for the citizens. You know, it's funny. There was a video I, I watched today that perfectly described the difference between communistic Soviet Union and capitalistic America during the 80s. Um, there was a, a car called the Yugo that came over in the 80s that is just the worst car that, that was ever made. And the reason why there's such a big debate in the Soviet Union to build cars is because when you have a car, it's a sense of self-identity. And the whole point of communism was to get rid of that self-identity. And like, we're all just one identity. So therefore, 
no personalization, no fun, no nothing. Pretty much no self-expression. I don't think any society on earth has been able to successfully blend people having identities and people all getting along. I don't think people have to contrast just because their identities don't match or their ideologies are not the same. Uh, we get a lot more done together than we ever would separately. That's exactly the, I mean. And you know what's really crazy? If anyway. That kind of takes me to the showcase I went to the other day. It, I, I tried to be the most hype person of the audience. I cheered for every single body. I jumped, I clapped, I uh, was hyping them up because I basically went first. Uh, and nobody gave me any, well, I'm not going to say nobody gave me energy. The host actually really liked me. Uh, okay, good, good, good. The judges like me too. But, oh, I mean, I would say there was a fair amount of people in the audience that did say they liked it, but you, it's a lot harder to perform if nobody is looking like they're interested. And even if they are liking it, uh, you know, if they don't show it, it's not like I can read their mind. Of course, uh, of course. So I'm, you know, I'm jumping around. I'm trying to get everybody hype and stuff because I know if the roles were reversed for me. Uh, it would definitely make my performance a little harder if nobody uh, is liking it. And I saw a meme earlier where a rapper I met at a different showcase, me and him just did the, the song that's dropping on Thursday or Friday or whatever. Uh, this <laughs> Y'all going to check it out. It's called You Know the Vibes. Uh, I met him at a you different showcase. Vibes. And he posted on his thing. He was like, hey, bro. It was like, you know, those memes where it's like the, uh, you know, Wojak. Yeah, I've heard of it. Wojak is like the guy where it has that white background. And then it's always like a face like, hey, Sonya winning or the like uh, Pisces girl or like, hey, do you like this? And it's like, yes. And then they go off together or like, yes, what's your. Yeah. Yeah, they're all over Twitter. That bullshit, yeah. Yeah, they're called Wojak memes, and they made a whole bunch of them for, like, different colors and races of people. Uh, But basically, he posted one of those, and it was one rapper to another guy, like, hey, bro, can you check out my music? Uh, He's like, no, I'm not about to put you on. I rap too. And then it was like, I'll be damned if you blow up before me. And it's like, that is really kind of how it is. Uh, Yeah, you know what's funny? It's, well... We could take that two ways. We could take it to from a society standpoint, or we could take it to from a racial standpoint, and we could talk Both. about how at, in the black community, you know, yeah, you know, yeah. Crabs in a barrel. Let me just go there. Yeah, let me go ahead and just go there real quick for the people. Some people need to hear this, whether they like it or not. You know, we as a black community, you know, a lot of us have realized that hey, we pull each other down more than we uplift each other for those exact reasons, and we still do it. It's like the notion of, in the, like in a rap game, why is it that we need to battle each other in order to prove, you know, to prove our worth? We need to down. And it is very rapper. entertaining, and I enjoy the sport of it. But at the same time, if we pulled our resources together, do you know why uh, Nicki Minaj and Drake be hopping on all these features and stuff for these nobodies? Because it builds their exposure too. You might think you don't think it's giving them the look, but Every time they link with somebody, it is more people being added to their fan base. Uh, I mean, just think about when Drake... And it is a lot... Huh? 
And I said, just think about when Drake hopped on a Versace for the Migos back in 2013. Yeah. That did wonders for that song. Yeah, it did. And it gave them a lot of recognition. But Drake also needed some hypeness, some newness, a new flow to steal. <laughs> and I'm not saying, uh, <laughs> I mean, take you know from what? that what you will, but they need the right waves too. Don't ever think that you know, Beyonce but, or Drake or somebody is, well, Beyonce has a cult following, but Drake also kind of has a cult following. But at the lifestyles that they live, they would never uh, let their popularity drop below a certain percent. Oh, no, it, it wouldn't. You know, and, and, you know, again, you know, since hip hop was born about in our community to explain the struggles, it is our art technically. It is also a reflection as far as how the black community sometimes operates whenever we find a new niche we have people that are trying to uplift themselves you know people rap to make money okay well instead of us helping out each other it's all a competition i mean why is it that hip-hop came to a point in the 90s where you know rappers were killing each other or people were dying or were disses over just petty stupid shit yeah it's all really it's all a, a, it's a, 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 a competition it's like hey how do i get ahead, you know, instead of trying to help out the, the next man. And but, my but, point it, to that, though, is think about if, and this is for all the aspiring artists at home, collaboration is really, really good. That's why you see Instagrammers and stuff doing that all the time. Imagine if you have 5,000 followers and somebody else has 5,000 followers uh, and you do, and you two collab, right? If you can yeah. convert all of your followers over, that's five. And then if he can convert all his followers over, that's five. Uh, every time they search for either of your names, both of you come up. You guys grow a lot faster together than you do in competition with each other. Yes. And all that really does is just drive it down. I mean, the thing is, there's so much music stuff being put out anyways. It's not like it hurts you to collaborate. You know, it's not like you know, somebody else isn't going to put out 13 mixtapes or whatever uh, just because which, you put one guy down. Which, which it kind of leads to the whole point of capitalism. So some people believe that, you know, competition, there is no downside to competition. It literally leads to only a development and pushing to your limits. And while that is true, let's say in a micro sense, on the outside, you know, sometimes well, the competition is so detrimental his rational actors and everybody follows that and people don't yep. have their own interest or no interest along the way. Cause you got to remember but as we see people don't know. And that's what I always say. If you treat capitalism, like it's a game, a monopoly, like if, if it's monopoly, a, they don't give you capital to start with to play the game. And B is not like they sit down and explain the rules either. There are a lot of people nope. that have no idea what to do with money. Uh, or how to nope. get around certain things like that, uh, nope. or how to maximize it to their benefits. So uh, you can't, you know, give these projections as if everybody is a rational actor, as everybody, yep. as if everybody is playing the game correctly. Most people don't know how, and most people, most people don't know how. Yeah, and most people that do not play the game, and most people that do play the game cheat the game so much. I mean, that's why we see people who who get positions of power a lot of times, you know, do stuff that like benefit themselves. I mean, like we saw that in literally in House of Cards, where 
even uh, like at the beginning of the second season. Spoiler alert! If anyone's watching House of Cards, well, I'm uh, so glad that you rewatched it because I've seen House of Cards twice, and a we need to address the Kevin Spacey thing. I guess I mean I guess we could have just said nothing about it because I think people have probably forgotten about it by now. But yeah, there yeah. was those allegations that he was also like a pedophile. I'm not saying uh, that I don't believe that, but House of Cards is still a great show, man. Yeah, uh, like, I've yeah, already like, seen as, it. So yeah, yeah, as a product and artist, so if it it's kind of scary that how when that show came out, we were like, oh, this is crazy. This never happened in real life, and we saw it happen in his presidency. But that, but uh, besides that, you know, we really saw you know Frank Underwood legit make a deal with a billionaire who said, I want you to be a vice president only because I need you to uplift these tears to get this precious metal to make my company more money. When I'm yeah. like. Dude, you're already worth sixty billion dollars. Like you won. Like, bro, you won in life. You there's literally a nothing that you can't do on this earth that you can finance. Like you literally won. Like, why do you feel like you need to make more money and, and legit? I would say cheat the democratic process that you push onto us as, as people and say, hey, you know, I'm deciding who's vice president, not the people and whatnot. It's it's almost cheating. No, that's what it's, it's just cheating. Just to put it in a simple game terms, you know, yeah. it's cheating. And that's what we see in capitalist society where, you know, people that, you know, people are, are greedy and they get a taste of more money. They're going to try their best to hold on to it by any means necessary or power, which you see with white supremacists. Yeah. We're getting, man, we're, man, we're getting deep this episode. Yeah. I mean, man, man, we're going, how we're long have churches. we been going on for, though? You know? Oh man, we yeah, man, we. Does it have a little thing up here? I don't know how to work this app. We're using Zoom. Hello, Zoom, 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 Zoom. That's Mazda, right? right. Yep. No, Mazda is. That shit is Mazda. Oh, you know what? That reminds me. Um, Yeah, I. It was funny. I, I may sound like a Kendrick stand. You know, I try not to be. But again, I said about this last time in the last podcast, I want to point out something as well about the hard part for that song. Is that, you know, that, that song that came out right before Dan came out, there were two things that he kind of prophesized. You know, people have been saying, man, where's where has Kendrick been you know, during this whole Black Lives Matter movement? And I tried to think he people, wants any of that touching his brand. I don't think he's even that either, bro. He He literally said four years ago, yeah, to this day, four years ago, in the song Hard Part 4, you know, I try to prophesy, I try to help the black artists, but with shaking, bracking with Donald Trump on them, don't you ask for me. And then, yeah. and in that song, he was handing out haymakers and disses to Drake without people realizing it. Because yeah. at one point in the song, he pointed out that Drake has a still sounds, and he was, he was mimicking Drake saying, I don't like that, crushing up some paper. And Drake said, yeah. that ain't the style. Fuck. I was like, that was him like imitating Drake, saying that you be stealing styles for nothing and you, and you can't do shit yourself. Yeah. And but the thing is, I, like, I hate <laughs> to say it, but that's a lot of people. Uh, oh, yeah. And I mean, if we're going to have this conversation, uh, even though I hate to be like, what do you call it? The backseat rapper. Uh I guess that's what I kind of am because I do study hip hop really closely. Oh, yeah, uh, of course. 
but the thing is, is that that's what every artist does. Uh, how many people hopped on that drill sound after that got popping? A lot, uh, a lot, a lot of people. How many people hopped on the mumble wave after that was, you know, how many people said auto-tune was never going to be the wave and then hopped on it? This goes That's just a uh, cyclical, cyclical nature of hating. And this is where uh, you everybody know, we can have a whole podcast about hating and you know, I say I say all that because Kendrick was. Doesn't Kendrick have a song? Drink. Yeah. Oh, I was about to say. And, hmm? I was no. You finish your point. I know. I was just saying that there's there's a point where there's nothing wrong with an artist having a similar flow to another artist, not because it's there. We need to get out that notion that an artist has to do something completely original with no influence from anybody. When they, when we society feel to forget that, hey, but that's what I'm saying. It all comes skills, down to branding, I, and I can't stress this enough because the reason why the sound. How many times have I said this? I feel like off. Uh, I don't know if I said this on podcast or not, but. Uh, how many times have I said off air is not about being the best in the market. It's about being the first. And if you have an original sound, say you're the first person using auto tune, you're going to be known for that. If you're the first person uh, doing, I don't know, R and B and singing and stuff while you're rapping, you're going to be known for that. If you're the first person mumbling or whatever the fuck Travis Scott is doing, uh, <laughs> you're going to be, well, Travis Scott is known for more than that. And a lot of these artists are known for more than that, but that's the thing. You kind of constantly have to chase new market share. Uh, so you got to be known. Some people are going to be known for drill. Some people are going to be known for something else. And I mean, the one thing why I have always kind of like, why I will give Drake some slack is because I would much rather him just jack a style than be bored with the art. And I know that sounds bad, but I have always been in art classes and stuff growing up. And I, some of the most famous art, Andy Warhol literally just took some, some freaking cans of Campbell's tomato soup, <laughs> made it a bunch of different colors, and that became the piece of art in its time. Um, and there have been so many, growing up, I was also such a nerd. So all of my art was inspired from like anime and comic books and movies and stuff like that. Um, and I got really good at doing that. But you can always have some way original way of twisting it uh, and doing something cool with it. And I remember there was one art class where our teacher just showed us a picture of somebody who painted a mustache over the Mona Lisa and call it a whole new piece. <laughs> and the thing is that really sparked uh, controversy in the art world because he released it as his own piece. Is it actually his? I mean, didn't Cardi B have on Kodak Black's flow with a song called Bodak Yellow? And that's what I'm saying about branding is because Drake has always been known for writing people's stuff. 
there was a long period where Drake was not known for having a bad verse. So when Drake was supposed to have writers, that's why everybody, you know, flipped out because you know how many rappers use writers? There have been like respected OG rappers, like the hardest rappers that are known for like, oh yeah, we bought this hook from somebody. I mean, yeah, of course, you know. I mean, or we we call such and such to get in the studio to give me a hook. I couldn't find a hook for this next song. I mean, because like, like uh, this is where it is also all about putting on a good show and a good performance. Because you know, rest in peace, MF Doom, but he's probably one of the best technical bar, bar. What's what I go for? Bar artist, one of them. Yeah, uh, bar artists, lyrical yes. Yeah, like a lyrical, miracle, spiritual rappers that has ever lived. But his whole brand was like, look, I'm not going to be. Oh, can we just take a second and respect him? I actually am like an MF Doom stand as well. That is the best rapper with no chain you ever heard. I wish I had oh, a yeah. sound of football so I could put off. We can give him a moment of silence. Because, I mean, you know, his music is not necessarily for you to kind of like party about to, but it's about listening to and just, like, just, just appreciating. Yeah, just appreciating his technique. That's what it is. Is about yeah. his technique, and he's such a good technical rapper. He's able to just go beyond the, the bar. The bar can't contain his lyrics. I mean, it's it's hard to describe to the general population that that uh, there's like rap, but it's like a really really niche population, which is knowing yeah. which your well, his is, references like were that. always obscure and niche and stuff like that. So you always felt like you know you didn't know what to really expect sometimes. Not at all. In fact, this man was known for having people stand in for him during his concerts. It's like, could you imagine? I him? have always thought that was the most brilliant thing. I, without sharing too much of the secret sauce, I don't know why more rappers don't do that. I don't know why more artists don't do that because there's no problem with movies doing that. Movies will replace James Bond or The Incredible Hulk or whatever with some new guy and just act like. You know, you keep it pushing. If you're going to sound alike anyways, I don't see why you can't just swap it out for somebody else, somebody who's younger and maybe cares more. Especially if your name is something generic, like, I hate to say a young thug. Now that we have Gunna, <laughs> there's no reason that young thug can't retire and Gunna can't just be new thug. New thug? You mean like a new Robin or something like that? And they make it sound like comic book artists, which actually be, is actually a fun concept. Like, yo, this is a new That's thing. what I want to do with the Prince of Rhodes. I don't plan on being the Prince of Rhodes forever. When I turn 25, I plan again to get some younger person. And then I'll help him write. I'll basically develop him as an artist. He can keep my brand young and fresh. And we can keep it pushing. So keep it popping. Honestly, victory, a click, and turn into a whole record label, which is how it all gets started. I mean, oh, I mean technically, it. we're halfway there. Well, right now we kind of, I kind of am only a record label because the mate, the only IP I own is my own. <laughs> yeah. So all your own masters, right? <laughs> yeah. Technically. And that's where you know, like we see people like Jay Cole start a label inside artists that are a little bit younger or or artists that artists that have a different sound to it. Because, I mean, let's just you know we've talked about TDE in the last podcast. Let's talk about Dreamville for a little bit as one of our last topics. You know, okay, so we have uh, Jermaine Cole, who we have described as a soul of hip hop. And then we got J.I.D., who is like a, a semi younger version of a East Coast Kendrick. Everybody always says that. I don't think they're the same at all. I just think 
just because I, I maybe it's what his voice is doing and they sound alike, but I don't think their styles are the same. If one of them had a different voice, uh, let's just say J.I.D. actually sounded like J. Cole, right? Uh, nobody would be comparing him to Kendrick. It's just the fact that they sound alike a little bit. Like yeah, that's they what talk I mean. alike. Like, in terms of how they talk, and also I will say in terms of how talented they are, in terms of just their flows, they can do I'm it. I'm not saying J.I.D. isn't talented, but again, part of being an artist is also the branding. Part of it is the writing. Part of it is the the putting out the show. Do you think oh. that JID could have handled? I'm not going to say he can't handle, but do you think he could have put together a to pimp a butterfly, a damn, a good kid, Mad City? He could do no, but that's what I'm saying. Touch, I'll tell you what they, his and his, he can sound like him, but that is not all of Kendrick's artist identity. He's yeah, more no, than not. just that sound. I mean, you know, like, Jaddy's albums have touched the subject matters that uh, Kendrick talks about, but, like, in his own way, you know? And that's like what said. every artist should try to do. I mean, because yeah. you're never going to be able to out Kendrick Kendrick, and you're never going to be able to out Drake Drake. Uh, <laughs> I mean, that's really what it is. And that's why I always say everybody should just be themselves, because even in your own life, you shouldn't try to be like other people because you'll never be them. You'll always you just be second them. Do you hear that audience? Just just a quick uh, uh, deep moment for everyone to listen to help them out, you know. One of the things that is key to unhappiness is when you compare yourself to other people. Like JT said it best, y'all. Just embrace yourself and be yourself. You know, you know what's so like funny? After that one Halloween party, I want to say in 2016, oh, I forgot man. who was in the hotel room. But I guess we all fell asleep with the TV on and <laughs> there was a song that came on in the background and it's like, if you want to be you, be you. And if you want to be me, be me. And that has haunted me to this day. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> I get the first part where you want to be me, be me. Everything are free. I, I, I remember that song. I heard it one time in a Jeep commercial. I thought it made no sense for why you try to keep it If you want to be you, be you. So that okay. So that's the me, thing. I thought maybe me. because it was the middle of the night and we were all half sleep, and maybe it was a Jeep commercial. Uh, I, I, I I remember it. Like I'm gonna take the song off air so you can hear it again. So you, you want to be me, be me. <laughs> oh man, but still, y'all. Should we end it on this note? <laughs> Yeah, be yourselves. <laughs> you know the vibes dropping on Thursday or Friday. Check both days. I don't know. Oh, well, you know what? It actually, it will be out already by the time we put this out. So why do I keep yeah. saying that? If you haven't heard it, then go back and listen to it because it came out last week. Because uh, we already picked the date for this podcast. So that's yes, all sir. I really want to plug. Uh, I want to plug my new song. Also, plug the Victory Click playlist. Go look that shit up on Spotify. It's the fucking rowdiest shit up there. <laughs> uh, and I want to plug being a genuine person to yourselves and just giving off that good vibrations. The universe responds to the vibrations you give out. Yeah. Everyone remember to eat, pray, uh, show some love, 
Eat, pray, oh, and love. Yeah, and I just... <laughs> <laughs> Edit that out. Edit that no, no, I'm keeping that. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, I, I was in my head. I'm like, I know he's not about to tell them to eat, pray, love. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I had to do it. Man. I had to do it. Yeah, but no, it says no. Everybody, I hope everyone had a safe week and a safe month. You know, um, whenever you find information, look for valid sources. Fuck oh, yeah, Donald that's Trump. So, that's so key. Oh, yeah. Fuck Donald yeah, fuck Trump. People. We, yeah, we don't have yeah, the rights to that also, song. So we got to do our own oh, crap. ghetto version of it. Last but not least, everybody buy some Bitcoin. Even though price is going down, just buy some. Oh, you know what? You we... money. <laughs> okay, maybe don't talk. <laughs> well, I mean, you should invest, especially when the market is down. But that's a whole different subject for another day anyways peace and victory to the world bye oh i might edit that out (laughs) why do we both do that okay Okay, bye for real i'm not gonna edit that okay